All right, so the movie today. Um, last week, we, we were in Avengers uh, Endgame. And if you weren't here last week and you, you love that style of movie, you're kicking yourself right now. And you're like, did I really show up on the week where it's a true story? I'm, I'm, we're probably going to have some tears in the room. And I missed the opportunity to hear some war, see some war and fighting and all of that. The movie that we're wrestling with today I don't think many of you have seen it. It's called Lion. Has anybody, not Lion King. Oh, more people in this service than the last one. It's based on a true story and it is powerful. And if you have tissues in your purse, women, like now might be a time just to pull them out. And let me give you a foundation for the series before we jump in today. Some, sometimes people ask, are we really watching a movie like as a part of church? Some of you are like, that's awesome. Others are like, like church movies. Jesus, when he was on the earth, um, we, we believe that, that God sent Christ to redeem and restore us. And so we always look at Jesus and how he lived and what he taught. Jesus, uh, scripture tells us, always told parables and stories because there was something powerful about stories that draw us in and help us to understand truth in ways that we might not get it in other ways. Does that make sense? So we want to look at stories and understand some truths about the world, some truths about God, some truths about ourselves that sometimes is difficult without something that we can relate to and understand. So as we walk through the movie today, uh, we have three clips, and then I want to look at some scripture that help us understand those clips at a different level. Um, uh, as we do that, I hope you'll lean in, not just to the movie. I, I hope you'll lean into the truth what God may want to communicate to you this morning and to me this morning, because I think we're all on a journey. Has anybody arrived? Is anybody perfect yet? <laughs> I tell my wife all the time, I'm pretty close, and she doesn't like that. Um, <laughs> she disagrees uh, completely. Luke 15, Luke chapter 15, Jesus is talking, and he gives us a series of three stories, and incredible. So the first one uh, a shepherd has like 90, 100 sheep and one wanders off. What does the shepherd do? He goes to find the lost one. Like he's not going to leave it there. He wants to find the lost sheep. And he goes and he finds it. And the shepherd, when he finds the lost sheep, he throws it on his shoulders and comes, comes home and he gets everybody together and he celebrates because he's lost. His lost sheep has been found. And he just is ecstatic that he's found the lost one. And then there's a woman who loses a coin in her house, and she just tears her house apart looking for this lost coin. In our culture, it's like a lost remote control. <laughs> You've lost your Apple remote, and your phone isn't working, it's not syncing, and so you tear your house apart, and you celebrate when you find the remote control so you can watch what you want to watch on TV. And then the third story is the story of a lost son. You remember this story? A man has two sons, and one comes to the father and says, I want my inheritance, and he takes his inheritance before his father's even died, and he's, he leaves, and he blows it all, and the son returns, begging for his father's mercy, and his father lifts him up. He's waiting for him, and he surrounds him with his love and his grace, and he puts a ring on his finger and new shoes and a new coat, and he says, come, let's throw a party, because what was lost is now found. There's something about being found. There's something about 
when we wander astray, what it's like to be found. And the story of Lion is the story of a young boy in India, Seru. And Seru finds himself wandering. And eventually he finds himself disconnected from anyone he knows. He has no idea where he is, and they don't even speak his language. He's completely lost. Not a superhero movie. Can you imagine? A young child, far from home, different language, surrounded by people who don't care and don't even see him. Completely lost. Uh, scripture, from, from the beginning really through the end, talks about all of humanity in a similar situation. Isn't that interesting? Like the, the picture that, that it paints of us as humans that we've, we've wandered We've wandered away from like our true home. And in wandering away, maybe we've made a home where we are, yet it's not fully home. Listen, listen to Isaiah. Isaiah in the Old Testament, the Old Covenant says this, we're all like sheep who have wandered off and gotten, what's that word? Lost. We're all, we're all like sheep who have wandered and gotten lost. We've all done our own thing. We've all gone our own way. It's this picture that as humans, it's just our tendency to, to go our own way. If you have kids or grandkids, this is not difficult to understand, is it? Don't do this. And what do the kids do? That. Now, we do the same thing as adults. We just cover it up pretty well. And that's what Scripture just is helping us to understand, the truth that we all like to do our own thing. This is my life. If you have a high schooler, this is my life. Why do you care if I do homework? I'm not speaking out of, uh, I haven't lived this myself, but why do you care? It's my life. We all have wandered, pursued our own path. David, uh, King David, in the Psalms, he writes this. I have wandered off like a lost sheep. He says to God, crying out to God, come and find me, for I've forgotten your commands. I've forgotten how to get home. I find myself in a place of darkness and evil, people who aren't like me, and I don't know how to get home. Have you ever felt that in your own life? Have you ever felt like you're in a place of darkness? Lost? not sure how to get back. Some of you in this room today, um, you, you, somebody has maybe forced you to come and you're just here, um, but, but you have that feeling of being lost and not really sure what life is all about, which is not an uncommon feeling for any of us. I've wandered off like a lost sheep. Now in Romans, Paul, one of the very first Christians, is trying to help us understand this connection with where we are as humans and who God is, and what God wants to do. Romans is just this unbelievable picture of us wandering off and God stepping down to redeem and restore us. 
And so in Romans, he says this, for everyone has sinned. Have you ever heard that before, that, that little passage of scripture, for everyone has sinned? If you've grown up in church, you've probably heard it. For everyone has sinned. And I think what Paul wants us to understand is that we're all at the same place, all of us. Like no one exempt. All of us have wandered off and, and we've all sinned. Sin is like the word is, is an archery term. If you think about an archery target, a bullseye, as, as kind of the right path or God's path for us, everyone has sinned is like taking a bow and arrow and missing the mark. And when you miss the mark, you, you go astray. And uh, that's, that's what Paul, this picture that he's painting. We all fall short of God's glorious standard, like what he created us to be. And then we don't often hear the next part of the verse. This is like my favorite. If you miss everything else, don't miss this. Yet God. Isn't that a great little phrase? Yet God. In his grace. Like the story's not done. Your story's not finished. My story's not finished. How many of you are thankful for that? That your story's not done yet. Because God, in his grace, reaches down. So, Seru uh, finds himself wandering the streets of Calcutta. And if you watch the whole film, he's living like in a box, cardboard box. He's taken by people who have some ill motives. And um, eventually, he finds his way into an orphanage. And that's where the story picks up. I have a hard time with that part. Um, the idea that someone would choose us. Even with our baggage. Because it's easy for us to think nobody would want us with all the stuff we're carrying around, the weaknesses we have, the mistakes we've made, the pieces that we still can't overcome. But God, in his grace, yet God in, our, in, in his grace chooses us, adopted, Some of you this morning just need to hear that, that God chooses you. With all the backstory and baggage and brokenness, God chooses you. Paul writes that even before the world, God loved us and he chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us. Yeah. You're chosen. Like he chooses you. And he doesn't just choose you, but he brings you into his family. He brings us to himself through Jesus. Now, I wish we had time just to sit in that for a little bit. To sit in the truth 
that God looks at you and he looks at me and he says, yes. Like, I want to adopt that one and 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 that one. But do you know the baggage that comes with that one? Oh, yeah. I still choose that one. Regardless, I, I choose each of you. And um, if we're honest and authentic about what's deep inside of each, each of us, we don't feel like we deserve that, which is part of the point. We don't. John says, but to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. That's you and me. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan. You can chuckle at that. It's kind of funny. Some of you will get it later. Are you with me? <laughs> but a birth that comes from God. Now, some of us um, have grown up in the church, and we believe Christianity and what Jesus has done is all about to getting to heaven when we die. But the truth is, God didn't just send Jesus to get us to heaven when we die. He sent Jesus to get a little bit of heaven into us here and now. God wants you to experience a taste of your home. So when Seru picks up that little uh, jalebi, he smells home. He sees home. And it draws him into a journey. And I think that's what God wants. He wants us to see it and taste it just a little bit and smell it. And it leads us to lean into Jesus just a little bit further. And um, this beautiful invention a few years ago. Anybody uh, ever hear of Google Earth? It's amazing. Saru goes on a journey. He can barely remember anything, but he goes on this journey with Google Earth to draw all these lines and explore all these places because he wants to find home. And eventually, he finds his village, which is where we pick up the story. Ugh. I wonder what it will be like, like, when we're face to face with our Heavenly Father. The joy. And there's so many little ties to, to truth in here. You know, what's his words to his mom? What do you say? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And what does mom say? Oh, how I've looked for you. Oh, how I've looked for you. Mm. Your father is on a search. He sent Jesus, the Spirit's here, to give us a taste of what's eternal. And Jesus said, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. There's more than enough room in my Father's home.
And if this were not so, what I have told you, I'm going to prepare a place for you. His disciples say, well, how do we know, how do we know how to get there? And he says, I'm the way and the truth and the life. And no one can get to the Father's house except through me, so follow me. And still we're like, well, but how can we follow you? And he says, if you love me, obey my commands. And I'll ask the Father and he'll give you another advocate who will never, never leave you. He's the Holy Spirit. I wonder today, um, which Seru are you? Which Seru are you? Are you the one on the streets of Calcutta, lost in darkness, wondering where your home is? Are you the Seru who has, who's been adopted, yet there's still something missing? You feel like you've, you've, you've leaned into the adoption of, of Christ, yet you still know there's something out there and um, there's still a journey to be had. Which, which Seru are you in the story? We're all on a journey and um, God is searching. John, uh, later in his writings, wrote this um, which I just think is a, an important reminder. If we claim to be without sin, in other words, if we claim not to be lost, we're just deceiving ourselves. The truth isn't in us if we claim to have arrived at home here and now. So he says, if we're honest with God, if we confess, I'm sorry. If we confess, I'm, I'm sorry. What does it say? God is, what's that word? Faithful and just, and he'll forgive us our sins, purify us. Isn't that a great promise? Isn't that a great promise? Would you stand? We're going to sing one last song, and um, as we do, we have some stations around the room, and uh, there's candles in the back of the room, and maybe you feel like you're the Seru who's in darkness, and so maybe you want to light a candle and just ask God's light to be with you. There's communion in the back of the room and some here at the front. And maybe today you need to be reminded that you are adopted, chosen by God. And that's what communion is all about. It's a reminder. And we need to regularly come back to be reminded, God chose me in Christ to be a part of his family. So take the bread and the cup, which represents his body, his blood poured out for you. And then there's a prayer team back in the back corner over here, and maybe you just need someone to pray for you. We just want to give you some space to respond to God however you need to respond. Would you bow your heads as I, as I say a prayer? Father God, in this room, there are some who, um, who feel like that little child, Seru, and who feel lost. God, today I pray that... Um, we would turn back to you. That we would receive the gift. That, Like, like Seru um, eventually was able to say, I'm sorry. I, I pray that we would be able to say that to you as we turn back. That we wouldn't hide in shame, but that we would, we would do that. Whether we do that, um, taking communion this morning or with a prayer partner or with one of the pastors, 
Um, God, help us embrace your love and your grace. God, for others of us, um, we've been, we know we've been adopted, yet we still wander off the path. I pray that we would turn around, that we would come back and that we would follow Jesus, that we would obey his commands, that we'd would pay attention to the Spirit who nudges us along the way. God, in all of these things, thank you for your grace. Thank you for the promise of heaven and eternity with you. And we lean into that this morning. In Jesus' name.